This is 5-Minute Friday Mentorship. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Super excited to have you on this episode. So today I have with me here uh, Vitaly and Adlan, my two good friends and people who I actually consider my mentors. And um, we are in uh, New Zealand. We're doing a motorbike trip and the background noise you hear is because we're at a restaurant. Something different, decided to try it out. So let me know what you think about this kind of format. Very casual, we're having dinner. Um, and let's say hi to our guests. Vitaly, how are you going? G'day guys, I'm doing really well. A great company, great country, great food. Awesome, Adlan? I'm exhausted. We've just raced for uh, 8 or 10 hours and we did 500 kilometers. I'm just freaking exhausted. <laughs> awesome, okay, so uh, we're just having some dinner and some wine and we decided to talk a bit about mentorship because it's a topic that's come up for us over the past couple of days. As you may know from the podcast, Vitaly uh, is my mentor and he's really helped me out with uh, my, like becoming a entrepreneur and growing my business. And uh, yeah, so just guys, what are your thoughts on mentorship? What's it all about? It's a must thing to, to have um, and I think pretty much everyone has either formal or informal mentors. I think the sooner you formalize and realize whom you want to learn from um, and what you want to learn, the better. Uh, the same way Kirill mentioned that I'm his mentor, which I'm honored to hear. I think the same way Kirill acts for me as a mentor in areas that he's good at uh, being an entrepreneur I like working uh, together like in, in a team with Adelan and many other guys from Super Data Science building the business trying different projects succeeding failing succeeding again that's an amazing skill to have and I'm still learning that um, so yeah, mentors are a must I have quite a few of my own and if you guys listeners don't have uh, any at this stage or you can't come up with your top three mentors it's a good time to pause and uh, take a piece of paper and a pen and write down and think about it a little bit more what do you think other one do you have any do you have any mentors of your own i don't right now but i'm actually looking for one um i was uh, i was not convinced about uh, mentorship until uh, recently i thought i could um, you know I thought I didn't need a mentor, but uh, recently I've been doing a lot of uh, personal development. I've been reading a lot of uh, books. Uh, I've studied a lot of um, success in uh, in business, you know, successful business stories. And I figured out that um, most of the most successful entrepreneurs, uh, even celebrities, uh, sport people, most of them have a mentor. So. This got me pretty convinced that uh, I also need a mentor. And so, yes, for the past few weeks, I've been looking for one. And uh, I hope to find one soon. Because now, I honestly believe that it's really necessary, as you say. You can uh, grow by yourself. You can uh, develop your business and uh, grow as well uh, personally as uh, professionally. But I, uh, I am totally convinced that uh, you will do it much more efficiently with a mentor. But how are you going to find a mentor? 
Usually the past few weeks you've been looking for one. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, I've been looking for one. Uh, so uh, I, uh, I, I looked at some uh, websites. I uh, contacted uh, mentors that uh, that are recognized in the in the field. And yeah, I, I, I guess I'll find it. When you when you when you look for something, you you you'll find it. Very interesting. My my experience with mentors is a bit different. It come for me, it's always kind of happened naturally. Except for when you get a business coach. Like I have a business coach, and there, but there as well, you have to look. That, that's that's kind of more what I think. That's that's the part where I was looking for someone and going through different people and finding the right person. But in terms of mentors, like the way Vitaly and I met was just I was moving furniture for him. <laughs> that was, <laughs> so I was moving furniture. Uh, Artem Vladimirov and I, we worked uh, at Deloitte and then we had another friend there who worked there as well. His name is Mitri. He's also been on the podcast at the very start. And then Mitri one day asked us, hey guys, could you help me come move furniture? We're moving to a different place. So we came over, helped him move furniture. And at the very end, his roommate Vitaly comes over and uh, like I look, in, I look at Vitaly and in his eyes, I see like so much passion, energy, intellect. I, then and there, it was like love from first sight. <laughs> I decided that he has to become, a, I need to make him my mentor or ask him to be my mentor. And yeah. Oh, and wait, wait, wait. Do you remember what happened after that? Yes, I do. So um, I'll take like 10 minutes back. Uh, I see Kirill for the first time. Uh, I see he's kind of like wild eyes, like crazy, craving for learning. And he said, hello, Vitaly, do you mind, like, we'll uh, catch up sometime, like, for an hour, just for an informal chat. I would like to ask you some questions. And I kind of, like, half-heartedly said, yeah, of course, sure, thinking that he'll forget it, like, tomorrow, and it'll be all good. Half a day later, I kind of, like, received a text message, like, asking for the place and location. And uh, a day later, Kirill rocks up with a not, not, notepad and, like, 25 or 30 questions and then written down. And I realized that's gonna take time. <laughs> and by the end of it, I was like extremely happy. The questions that Kirill asked were uh, like profound. They started like simple, like how do I manage my time? Uh, what do I use to manage my uh, commitments? Like in terms of the like, calendar and whatnot. And it went all the way to how do I decide whether I'm happy in life? And those things started to, uh, to make me think. And I realized that the questions Kirill was asking were quite profound and useful for me even to reflect on that's how it started like uh, three hours later and uh, like a half of a notebook written with the handwriting and uh, that was an amazing session so yeah thanks a lot for turning up and uh, asking those questions thanks man for for helping me out and yeah remember you recommended the uh, Tim Ferriss book uh, for our work week that's where I found out about it and really helped me out in that part of my career, professional journey. And um, since then, like, I've, I've also, I don't know, I guess I've acted as a mentor to some people and I always all try to recommend a book that is relevant to them in their career journey at that point in time. Like I know many good books, maybe like five or 10 that have impacted me profoundly, but I only recommend one and I choose that based on what, where they, they are. Interesting you said that because um, Adelan and I uh, last night discussed um, exactly that. Uh, do you remember Adelan, like about the books and movies, the role they play in our lives? Uh, what was our 
conclusion uh, from what what were your takeaways from our dinner last night? Okay, let's see. Um, okay, so first of all, um, I was happy to see that um, I was not the only one who could be really, really inspired by characters in a movie whom, to whom you identify. So, um, so yes, I, uh, I thought it was um, uh, pretty cool to see uh, that uh, uh, movies can inspire and uh, help you also a lot. So we, we talked about the personality tests, whether we are introvert and extrovert, but uh, we already uh, covered that in another uh, podcast episode. Um, Maybe could you mention uh, your top three, top two, top three books? Um, oh, yes. Okay. So uh, my favorite one is uh, The Power of Now, which I actually have right now during this uh, motorcycle trip in New Zealand. Um The other, uh, second one is a sapiens, and the third one is a, a father, a son, an odyssey. And in English, uh, in, in French, in French, it's un père, un fils, une odyssey. Yeah. What is the last one about? Uh, so uh, yeah, okay, we we talked about this uh, yesterday. We talked about uh, Greek uh, mythology. Uh, so um, I don't want to reveal the story, but it's. Um, It's kind of the same uh, stories that, as in the Greek mythology. And um, yeah, it's, it's about um, a relationship between a, a father and a, and a son. And so um, I, really, uh, I really liked it because I've, I could also actually identify to, to the story, even if it happened in some ancient time and, uh, and it was written a, a long time ago. So uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what 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 about you? What were your main takeaways? I think you covered it pretty well, but I think my main takeaway was that if you don't have always a person, physical person you talk to that you consider a mentor, a lot of times you have characters. They could be fictional, uh, could be real that you try to you aspire to be like, and you watch their behaviors. You reread the same books, rewatch the same movies. So that was an interesting uh, observation that we had last night um, about that. Kirill, do you think you identify yourself to any of the characters of the movies or books? Uh, do you think books and movies or maybe theater plays acted as a mentor as uh, in lieu of a mentor for you? Cool question. Um... I don't identify any like any specific one character, but like when I obviously I watch movies, the movies I like the most is where I can identify. Uh, in terms of books, I read a very cool fictional book recently called uh, Red Rising about colonization of Mars, and I actually read uh, Red Red Rising. Then uh, what was the second one? A Golden Sun and Morning Star. It's like a trilogy by uh, Pierce Brown, I think. That It's just really cool, uh, very sci-fi, sci-fi futuristic, amazing book. Highly recommend to everyone. And there, it really served like as a great mentor to me in terms of leadership, like the leadership skills that are portrayed during uh, war, during difficult times, during space battles and things like that. Like I learned so much from that, and friendships, even like how to maintain. Uh, nurture friendships. I learned so much from that, from those three books. I don't think 
I could I I had known those things before I could have learned that it was gonna take me years to learn those on my own. It was really really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. So having said that, like the discussion that we had, what would be the call to action? What would be the suggestion to the podcast listeners uh, right now? Before we do the call to action, I I think a good question for you guys is because we discuss like movies, books, you can do listen to podcasts and have mentors that way, right? You can um I don't know, like uh attend webinars, go to seminars and so on. Like have mentors in a passive way that the other person might not even know that you they are your mentor. My question would be is there a difference between in-person mentorship versus passive mentorship where you're just absorbing information not having those one-on-one conversations? What do you reckon? No, 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 no. For me, you must have the one-on-one conversations because uh, I guess the most value, valuable help uh, of a mentor is not only to, to guide, but also to um, push to take action. And uh, you can only be pushed to take action with uh, one-on-one sessions. Um, but then, uh, yes, I, I'm new to, to mentorship. I actually don't even uh, have a mentor yet. But uh, I, I'm interested to know what you what you think. Uh, I think it's a good one. I think if you have a what we probably would call a passive mentorship, um, there is no one to objectively or at least to look at you from a, another point of view. If you learn by yourself, you're identifying your own gaps and trying to fill them with what you observe them from a mentor. In one-on-one interactions, there is a person to tell you something that you didn't know like to make an observation about your behavior or to ask a question that you were not able to ask yourself otherwise so i think there is a difference there is an an increased value in having those active mentors and having those conversations to hear an awesome like one million dollar question from a mentor uh, is worth a lot it could change your life Uh, you might not be able to hear that tailored question through a passive mean, like through a podcast, through through a book. What do you reckon, Kirill? I think there's value to both, whether passive or active, but I definitely think a person should not limit themselves to just passive mentors. You, like the, the amount of information, insights I've gotten from podcasts, books, uh, I don't know, webinars, seminars, excuse me, and so on, is, is incredible. However, like Vitaly can say during our chats, and we were talking about this earlier, Sometimes Italy says like, just like one sentence and changes the course of my whole career because I respect him so much and because he understands my uh, like situation very deeply. Like it's not, it's not generalized advice, it's specifically to me. So like, uh, for instance, uh, those of you who've taken our uh, deep learning artificial intelligence A to Z courses, uh, whether on Udemy or on Super Data Science, Adlan and I did the uh, machine learning A to Z course and the mentor that pushed me to do that was actually my mom. No, that was my mom, yeah. Machine learning A to Z. Because remember, you translated, Adlan translated the uh, data science A to Z course into French, which you did super efficiently, like in the space of a month, which was incredible for a 20-hour course. And then I was like, oh, let's translate some more courses and so on. But you wanted to do something really cool. And I talked to my mom and she's like, this guy is super like efficient, super cool. Of course, you got to do something. Good. And like, bam. I was a bit. I was being a bit lazy, but my mom pushed me to go ahead and do it. That's what I'm talking about. The mentor helps you, well, pushes you to take action and to 
to take action in the right path. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and so then we buckled down. It took us about two or three months to do the machine learning A to Z course. It's not like the best-selling machine learning course in the world, you know, I, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's got like what three hundred thousand students and everything. And you know, that was a push from my mom. But then after that, I, again, I relaxed. I was focusing on other courses or other things. I thought we should do like maybe other topics on data science and so on. But you were like, let's do an artificial intelligence course. Remember that? Yeah. And then, and then, so I was, I wasn't sure should we. And anyway, I was basically, I, I was said in my view that we should do other topics, branch out into visualization, other things. And I chatted to Vitaly. I said, Hey, Vitaly, by the way, this was. I remember this was, wasn't a central topic or discussion. It was like a by the way type of thing. By the way, Vitaly, this guy uh, Adlan, we created a course together. Went very well. You know, we've been. Uh, he's been really excited, enthusiastic to do another course on AI and things like that. I'm not sure about it. What do you think? And so Vitaly's like, well, where does most of your revenue come from? Do you remember that conversation? Do you want to? So Vitaly's like, where does most of your revenue come from? How how good is that course? Like that course is amazing. It's doing really well. You know, eighty percent of results are coming from that course. He's like, well, there's your answer. Just do more of that course. You know, like focus on that for a while. And then bam, we did the deep learning A to Z, launched a Kickstarter, I raised about one hundred fifty thousand dollars. We're saying we're. Uh, 150 on the deep, deep learning, oh, yeah. and the AI to Z raised 200 thousand dollars, plus launched the course. Yeah, and the revenue is the proxy for the interest and for the value that uh, you guys provide to to the customers. So, while we talk about the numbers, that's a objective measure of how much you value the contribution the guys are making in the educational space. So. Uh, there is no better way to look at it. Like, if you are willing to commit the money, it means the product must be good. Like, uh, and it's a feedback that I think Kirill and Adelan listened to. Like, where the money comes from, where you guys are putting your money, uh, and you you're willing to spend uh, and learn these things and do more of that. Do more of what the listeners want. Exactly. Very very good point. And- and all of that came from one sentence you said. We were just having our usual catch-up. One sentence you said, bam, done. And um, it's ha- like I can, like numerous times, you can name like probably a dozen more other times. There was uh, somebody underperforming in the team. I asked you what to do. You gave me some advice. And now this person has grown, flourished over the past two years. And now uh, we're, Adlan and I are like working. Now, with- now he's becoming our partner. He's becoming our partner in the business. It's crazy. So uh, highly, I, I think... The value of in-person mentorship if you find the right person if you actually feel it that's like Vitaly you asked me the question today right like how did you know why did you you pick me as a mentor like you just feel it it's really hard to like calculate you just feel it what it was an interesting question that um, Adolan prompted me actually to ask that's something that he asked me last night yeah, yeah, and I'm like why? the why huh <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, that was a good about this actually it's really important how or why do we find a mentor? Why are we convinced that uh, a mentor is um, the one that can help us? So you actually answered it uh, at the beginning of this podcast episode. You said it happens naturally, but would you like to, to tell more on how it happened between uh, Vitaly and yourself? Yeah, yeah, as we, as we uh, like, as I mentioned a bit, like I just saw it in his eyes and I don't know, it's just like, I felt it. It's just a feeling for me. I don't know if it works the same way for everyone. Yeah, Vitaly, you, yeah, <laughs> Vitaly's making a hard side as if I fell in love. Yeah, no, I mean, for, for me, what you're saying totally makes sense because um, I also feel that I can understand someone and uh, see if a person is nice through his eyes. You know, as we say, 
the eyes are the reflection of the soul. Yeah. So by looking really uh, deeply at someone's eyes, you can uh, have a, a good idea of uh, how how good is the soul. Fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree. That's probably for me the same thing. But Vitaly, you have a few mentors yourself. How do who are they and how did you choose them? Oh, good question. And Adelan asked me that question last night. That's why we came about the topic of this podcast. Um, for me, the mentors, specific mentors, changed over time. Like at the different times of my life and career, uh, there were different people. Um, and my current set of mentors actually uh, relate more to what I want to achieve in life today. Uh, they are related to family and to becoming a great husband and a future father of my kids. So a number of people that are not in the business world are great mentors for me. Uh, if I mention some names, they wouldn't probably mean anything to, to the listeners. Um, in the business world, I actually look up to you guys quite a lot. The way you provide value to the listeners of this podcast, to other data scientists is intriguing for me to look at. And I want to be a proxy in my own line of career to, to do a similar thing to scale the impact you do with um, your abilities. Um, there are a number of professional um, consultants that I look up to because of their skills. Um, one of them is Victor Cheng, uh, the ex-McKinsey guy uh, who currently runs his company. Um, and uh, his website is www.casinterview.com. He prepares people for um, management consulting career, like very narrow, specific niche. Um, and also gives uh, general advice. So he definitely has been my mentor for a while. Um, there are a number of close friends and relatives uh, that are, were cherry-picked uh, whom I want to emulate and mimic. Yeah, I would say there is a bunch. It takes a village, I guess, and specific skills from different individuals that I want to combine and learn from and to become myself. So it's not a copycatting, uh, like a not... Uh, doing a verbatim kind of like copying of a person. It's picking things that relate to you the most. Could be one skill or one value, one type of behavior and saying, this is what I want to be. Uh, I want to emulate. I want to learn. I want to grow. Combining them and it becomes you. So yeah, that would be my answer. Interesting. So it, for you, for me, it was like a feeling. For you, it's, these are people in your life or people you know, like I'm just doing Victor Chen with someone not directly in your life but somebody you knew about and then and then you decide okay this person has a certain skill this is what I need now I'll, I want I'm gonna um, approach them as my mentor uh, I'm going to like learn from them right but before you talked about formalizing the relationship do you every time formalize this relationship or not and what does that mean for, to formalize a mentorship relationship I guess it's if I mention formalize, what I meant is to acknowledge for yourself that this person is a mentor and make a regular time and effort commitment to learn from that person. Um, it could be through a one-on-one -on -one meeting, through a call, through an email subscription. There are many ways to formalize it. But just to not to think about it, like and being like ad hoc, spontaneous, I believe uh, might not uh, work as effectively um, as if you do it regularly. So, big things are usually done in a, a lot of small, consistent steps. And that's what I believe the good mentorship is about. A lot of small, consistent, quality advice from people that you've deliberately chosen. Totally agree. Uh, consistency is key, right? If we, 
I don't mean we catch up maybe before we would catch up. There, there would be years we, we we would catch up like once a quarter. There'd been years where we'd catch up once every six months. Recently, we've been catching up more often. Uh, I think because now we have more interests to do, like just have crazy adventures together and, uh, and yeah, and talk about uh, partners. Oh no, we have partners. Now just talking about our uh, partners in life that also. We bring them together, like to dinners and whatnot. I'm not sure if your listeners know that about your relationship. <laughs> no, well, here's the spoiler. Um, it's nice to meet uh, not only like individually, but also with um, significant others, and introduce them and uh, find even more shared uh, common interests. So, Adelan, I think you're next, right? Uh, in terms of finding your passion, love, and uh, joining the crew. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, when I wonder about my purpose in life, uh, it, it seems to be uh, finding love. And uh, it's so hard, but uh, I believe in it. And uh, you know what? I'm going to reveal something. Please. The reason why I'm looking for a mentor is more on this personal side of life than for a professional purpose. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Tell us more, huh? Why? Why is that? Well, um, I mean, in business, I don't really feel the need for a mentor right now. I'm sure I'll have one one day. Because it's the same thing. Uh, a mentor in business can uh, help you save a lot of time, grow more efficiently and all. So I'm sure I'll have one day. But uh, what I'm looking for is more uh, a personal development mentor. That's why it's, um, it's probably more difficult to find because it's uh, less common. But uh, yes, uh, Vitali, since you are a mentor yourself, I have a question for you. Um, what advice would you give me to, to find a mentor? Sounds like it's another uh, huge topic that <laughs> we're just about... We're just about to open another kind of forums, I guess. <laughs> Uh, good question. I don't think I'm a master in this. I think I was like damn lucky finding my own love and my passion, my significant other. Um, I don't think I did any deliberate moves or actions to to find that person. So my the observation that I have. It came at a moment where I has been looking the least. So if you're really looking for your love, that's where you are likely not to find one because uh, you are being so um, thorough and methodical in your search. There's always like a checklist. Uh, it removes a lot of spontaneity uh, and opportunity for a random spark. When you let it go and be yes, and trying to be yourself, do business and something you find that people emerge in your life and sparks happen like left and right and one day you will look in the eyes of a person and say i think i want to spend uh, i want to grow up grew old together with that person and that might be the one okay i i agree with what you're saying and actually uh, i heard that before you know you'll find love when you don't look for it however uh, you know, the past four years, I was not looking for love. I was only focused on the business, growing the business, making it successful, 
create online courses, and I was not looking for it. And uh, it turns out that uh, I ended up in a situation where, you know, because I was an entrepreneur growing my business in the com community, community of, uh, of data scientists, well, uh, it turned, I, I rationally understood that uh, it was hard for me to find love. So, I guess you're right, but I guess I should uh, um, do some, uh, some kind of uh, required uh, steps and uh, some efforts in order to find it. Because my situation today would, uh, would lead me, to, you know, if, if, I, if I'm not looking for it, my situation today would uh, lead me to find love with a very low pr probability. There is one thing um, that occurred to me while you Alan was talking about this. Um, Tony Robbins is a probably common mentor of ours uh, in many ways, and we are planning to go like together uh, to the Date with Destiny this year, 2020. One of the takeaways from last Dates with Destiny that we attended, Kirill, you and I attended two years ago now, uh, was a forgiveness to some of your forgiveness and gratitude to some of your past relationships um, in order to be to open up to future opportunities. There was something like one exercise I remember Tony Robbins made us to do is to write a thank you letter and forgiveness letter. And I did it to my one of my ex-girlfriends like that also uh, I didn't have great relationship with in the past and made my, myself close up a little bit. So... That might be something that, uh, an exercise that is due. Wow. <laughs> All right, Kirill. <laughs> As per Vitaly's uh, spoiler, uh, I am in a relationship now and I'm pretty excited, really stoked about it actually, very stoked. Uh, and what I would say, Adlan, is you, you've been there the whole time, right? As I've been going through different relationships and dates, um, but one thing I, like, I wasn't looking for it as well. But one thing I understood from myself, like, I, what I did was I worked on myself. I worked on opening up more and uh, with different psychologists in order to open my heart and start feeling more. And then, uh, not necessarily looking for love, but then it kind of just, like, happened. So, but I don't know. You know, like, everybody's journey is different in that way. Um, yeah, I guess... I guess in, in the, the matters of the heart for me is not not finding a mentor to fi help me find love, but a mentor to help me become a better person, to be more, to attract the right of, type of person that I want to be with. What do you think of that? Uh, I definitely think that uh, psychologists can help, mentor, mentors can help, but I still think I should take actions. I should... Uh, you know, do something. By that, I just mean I. I should not stay passive. Perfect. I, I think that's some some great great insights. Speaking of not being passive and about mentors who are there to push people to do, what do you think, guys? Is the takeaway for the listeners of this podcast? What are the immediate steps they could do in the next week? Okay, I'll start. I'll say, find uh, 
obviously, if you don't have passive mentors, start there. Find uh, well, if you're listening to this podcast, that's already a good start, right? So you're you. That's a good step. Maybe find more passive mentors. See what kind of books you've read in the past that can be your passive mentors. But find an active mentor. Like identify that one person in your life who right now doesn't necessarily mean for the next year or two years, but right now there's a gap that you you need to um, fill in your life, and a person that has that skill that can help you fill that gap. So identify that person and formalize that relationship in your own mind and uh, go and talk to them on a regular basis and see what happens. But basically, like Adlan said, keep looking. And even if that person doesn't work out, second person will work out, third one person will work out. Maybe by the fifth one, you will find a really good mentor. All right, what do you think, Adlan? I think that uh, the major takeaway, and I'll say this, just to be very clear, is find a mentor. Very simply, find a mentor. You won't regret it. I don't have a mentor yet, I know, but uh, I studied a lot the question. I uh, thought, a lot of, thought a lot about this, and having a mentor really can help you save a lot of, a lot of time in life and also uh, take, take the right path. A more meaningful path, a more successful path, and uh, a better life. So now, now I'm convinced. I hope I will find my mentor soon. I already uh, had two interviews, but I didn't like. I didn't have the connection with them. So I'm gonna look more and more and more and have more interviews, and and I'll find the mentor. And the way you, how would you find out whether you found one or not, Kirill? I think you said something important. It's about identifying that vacuum whether it's a skill or value or something that you want to fill um, what are the crit criteria for a mentor like uh, someone with more experience or demonstrated capability to do something what other things mentors should possess ah Adelana is uh, keen to answer that one yes of course so someone with uh, with experience and all is important but I think the most important is that uh, this mentor must understand you. Uh, I see myself as a pretty uh, complex person with a pretty complex psychology. So the key to, to find a mentor for me will be to find someone who understands me. I think that's the most important. Because the, the first thing to, the first step to guidance is uh, to understand. I think I'll redirect this question back to you, Vitaly, because like for me, it's a, uh, I find mentors based on a feeling, not a specific skill I need to feel. You're better at that than me. For me, it's like as, as long as I feel I'm getting value, I'm getting takeaways every time I talk to them, that's that's valuable. But in terms of skill, that's that's how you find mentors. So what would you say? You're raising such a good topic about um, feeling versus uh, understanding and thinking about the to um, a particular issue like a mentor uh, selection. Oof, um, I don't know. I think building on what Adelan said, I think there should be a connection in values. I feel and think that it's difficult to learn from a person who has a mismatch with, like, on a personal and professional values. 
like if I don't trust, if I don't want to associate myself, want to be a part of the family with that person, then it will be hard for me to learn any professional or other skills. So I think that connection on the value side of things would be a must. And obviously, seeing that person being miles ahead um, on any topic um, would create that vacuum gap that I want to close uh, by spending time with that person, by asking him questions or her questions or waiting to answer those questions that he or she will ask me. Awesome. Fantastic advice. Um, yeah. Okay, so I think we'll that, that touches on a cool topic on thinking versus feeling and something we already chatted deeply about already on this trip. We'll continue that on another episode. So thanks so much, guys. And uh, thank you to Tewanga for powering this conversation with energy. Um, and yeah, we'll continue on the future 5-Minute Friday episode. We're actually thinking of recording a yeah, this has been a 41-minute, five-minute Friday, uh, but we're thinking of recording a um, uh, a longer episode as well. Okay, everybody, cheers. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you guys. Awesome. Happy analyzing. Till next time. Bye.